So, folks, to the question of exactly what is Russia doing camping out on the border of Ukraine after they've repeatedly said that they have no intentions on invading Ukraine? Doesn't seem to make sense, does it? Well, I think we got an answer to that question last Thursday in a phone call that President Zelensky had with President Joe Biden in the White House. Purportedly, uh, Zelensky asked for the White House to tone down the threats of imminent invasion, claiming it's hurting investment in Ukraine to the tune of about 500 million U.S. dollars. So it seems like strangling the Ukrainian economy is really the goal of putting all these troops on the border and at the same time saying you have no intentions to invade. Now, why do you think Putin would do that? Take a look at this chart of GDP here, folks, I'm going to put up. Remarkably, look how you see that little dip down in the GDP, a significant fall in GDP after Russia stepped in and took over Crimea. But since then, they've actually built their economy back, and it's just about poised to do better than the year prior to when Russia took over Crimea. Now, that's not quite the outcome that Putin is thinking of here, folks. When you look at it from Putin's perspective, ultimately what he would like to do is see the economy of Ukraine suffer so badly that it makes the the Kremlin puppets that they'd like to put in, in power, an easier objective. But it's hard to put Kremlin puppets in power when the dang economy isn't cooperating, when the Ukraine is actually you know, going blazing guns here with all sorts of investment and expansion. You you can't make the case for putting somebody that the Kremlin favors in power through an election and everything else that they do to get them elected. We know what that's like. You can't make that case if the economy's doing great with the current government. So... That's what the, the overall objective seems to be right now with Putin is slowly strangling, trying to strangle the Ukrainian economy so that it makes his Kremlin elected puppets look really good, like they've got the answer to the problems that Ukrainian people are facing. So this is a, kind of an interesting twist on this whole thing, folks of what's going on. And let's take him at his word, you know, which is kind of hard to do, granted, right, when he says he's not going to invade. Uh, Raise your hands if you believe that. I don't think anybody does. But it's, it's an interesting concept that he's really just trying to strangle the economy of Ukraine so that it makes it easier to put Kremlin-friendly politicians in power. But let's just answer that other question for a second here, folks. What if... What if Putin decides that Ukraine is worth invading? What if he makes that calculation? Now, the U.S. has mentioned that they have a lot of sanctions that they're going to be putting forward, a lot of actually very strong sanctions, Um, taking them out of the, the SWIFT banking system is huge, restricting the flow of chips that they need for their military and other things, that's huge. But what else can they do? What else can we do in the United States? There's a lot, I think, going on 
that none of us know about. So to try to figure out what else makes sense, we have to kind of go back into archives and we have to start doing a little bit of digging, which is what I've done. And I think you'll be surprised to find here, folks, that uh, remember the Space Force? You know, that uh, Donald Trump launched, remember that, the Space Force? Well, they've got a project, evidently, that they've been working on. Take a look at this picture. This is coming to us from Popular Mechanics Magazine. And evidently here, I'm quoting from the magazine, it says, the U.S. Space Force has received its first offensive weapon system, but it may not be what you think. The weapon is actually a jammer capable of preventing adversaries from accessing their own military communication satellites. Well, that may not sound like much on the surface. It has huge implications for modern armed forces that rely on satellites to receive orders from home. And as a reference point, this article actually came out in 2020, March 17th. Wow. A jammer actually capable of preventing adversaries from accessing their own military communication satellites. So that's a calculation, I think, that Putin has to make. No doubt they're working on something like this of their own. But let's face it, they've got the economy, uh, basically, that's smaller than that of California. And if I had to line up the capability of the United States and this system that the U.S. Space Force has has received uh, and is working on and evidently has a model that's you know, been ready for quite some time. If I had to take that and line it up against what Russia might have in terms of the same capability, again, a country that's smaller than the the GDP of California, I think I'd put my money on the United States every time. I think so. I know so. So take a look at this, folks. In the article, it goes on to say this. They're talking about this system. It says, in other words, this CCS is what they call it, the Space Force, can be flown into a wartime theater on a military transport plane and then turned on to cut off nearby enemy units from their own military communication satellites. It would cut adversaries off from their own satellite communications, including video conferencing, and prevent them from receiving warnings of impending U.S. and Allied missile strikes. It goes on to say this. Obviously, the U.S. is not the only country with satellite communications jamming capability. Russia employs the Tirada-2S mobile satellite communications suppression complex. Little is known about this, but it's probably similar to CCS. A 2019 article at Russia's TASS state news site makes vague reference to it, but offers no details. According to the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency, China is working on something like this of their own. But again, folks, if I had to line these things up, my money's on the U.S. every time. So that's a calculation that Putin's got to make. Do you want to send 130,000 troops into battle only to find that you've got something like a Keystone cop situation? Could be. Could be, folks just a calculation that he's got to make. And I'm sure he's thinking of all of these things as he tries to decide what to do. But it is interesting, though, at the end of it, the, the main goal here 
if we take them at their word, seems to be strangling the Ukrainian economy. That's really doing exceptionally good right now. That seems to be the main goal of Russia. I mean, and when you think about it, if Ukraine is excelling in what they do, what, what sort of a message does that send to some of the other countries under Kremlin rule, you know, with their, with their puppet presidents and all this kind of stuff basically controlled by the Kremlin? What, what kind of message does this send to them? Hey, look, you know what? Ukraine's doing dang good over here on their own. You don't need Russia. So that's a message that uh, Putin doesn't want to get out, evidently, and that's why he's doing what he's doing. But folks, uh, let's just see how this goes. It's just something I think you should think about. It's something that Putin's got to think about for sure. And I want to thank you for joining me. And don't forget to click subscribe if you enjoy the content, folks, and we'll see you next time.